Welcome again to a Fed Pilot podcast. This time we are interviewing Brian, and Brian has recently retired from the federal government. Welcome, Brian. Thanks for being on this and and doing this with me tonight. Good to be here. So Brian and I have gone back and forth just a little bit. I know almost nothing of his experience. I just love to interview federal employees who have retired and get their experiences, good or bad, happy or sad, whatever it may be, so that everyone knows, oh, these kind of things can happen or that doesn't or someone had a good experience or someone had didn't have a good experience, whatever it may be. Um, so Brian and I have talked enough to say that he retired from the Forest Service. So his retirement is a little different than you might call mainstream, but at the same time, most of what federal employees have is pretty, I'll call mainstream. Um, but he do, does have a few extra things in there. So Brian, tell me, how long ago did you retire? It is five months uh, at the end of December. Okay, five months. And how do you feel after being retired? Is it like a... Whew, you know, a burden lift off, lifted off your shoulder, or is it something different than that? Um, somewhat of a burden, yes. Um, it's nice to be out of the agency and the logins and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I was in fire. I uh, retired when I could. Mm -hmm. um, mainly because I was just kind of done with the agency and physically it, it's uh fire is pretty tough on you. So yeah, um, I'm only 53. So I have used some of my um, fire experience or forest service experience to get another job and I'm working okay. not quite full time. <clears throat> and so um it's given me an opportunity to do something different. Good. So just so everyone knows online, retiring at 53 is very possible for firefighters because if they have worked for 20 years, they can retire at 50 or any age at 25. And so between those two, where, where were you? Did you work 20 years and then retire or were you at 25 already? I had 21 years and 53 so it's just a little yeah. bit over yeah great good good and what made you what made you think that okay right now is the best time to retire it was you said it was just taxing on your body and you didn't want to deal with the agency anymore is that mainly it right there yeah i think both both those were big deciding factors yeah and uh, my wife and i pulled the trigger um sold our house, moved back to the town I grew up in and we were married in and my oh, folks still live and just kind of made a lot of huge changes in our life. And, um, it's, it's been working out fairly well. Um, parents are still alive and we're getting to see them a lot. So <laughs> wonderful. That's, that's what you want to do in retirement is mm -hmm. a lot. You know, a lot of people just want to be with family and enjoy them. And I'm glad that you get to do that. That's great. All right, so let's talk about the experience of retiring. When you decided to pull the trigger and you said, all right, I'm out of here. It's time for me to go. 
and you started filling out your paperwork. How did the filling out the paperwork process go for you? Um, it was, I, I wish I had taken one more retirement. Um, just so it was all that much fresher. Um, I, I did two or three of the online, um, sessions, uh, and then I, I did two in person earlier in my career. But if I, if I had done, um, one more right before I was supposed to retire, it would have been a little bit easier. Okay. Uh, a little bit more fresh in my brain. Good. Okay, let me let me ask this. What did you when you say it was a little bit easier? What did you find that was difficult and what did you find that even was easy about the process? Um the easy part is that everything is um online signatures nowadays so there was no um um printing or faxing or mailing of um really any of that. It was really just online um good submissions really easy um the hard part for me was um feeling like i was making the right decisions when i was choosing whether or not to um have the full benefits or the partial benefits for my wife were i to mm-hmm. die in my next job i mean it was just it just didn't seem fresh enough. And I, I just had this regret feeling the whole time I was making that decision, but um, we finally talked it out and got it figured out and turned it in. Good. Yeah. That can be a big piece of this is it's not only do you know what to fill out, but it's (laughs) a lot of it, I think is feeling peace about the decisions you make. And to mm-hmm. get there, what kind of a, you know, what kind of a struggle is it to make those decisions and finally put on the, you know, on the screen that, yes, I want to do this or no, I don't. Before I was supposed to retire, it would have been a little bit easier. Okay. Uh, a little bit more fresh in my brain. Good. Okay. Let me, let me ask this. What did you, when you say it was a little bit easier, what did you find that was difficult and what did you find that even was easy about the process? Um, the easy part is that everything is um, online signatures nowadays. So there was no um, um, printing or faxing or mailing of um, really any of that. It was really just online um, Good. submissions. Really easy. Um, the hard part for me was um, feeling like I was making the right decisions when I was choosing whether or not to um, have the full benefits or the partial benefits for my wife were I to mm-hmm. die in my next job. I mean, it was just, it just didn't seem fresh enough. And I, I just had this regret feeling the whole time I was making that decision, but um, we finally talked it out and got it figured out and turned it in. Good. Yeah, that can be a big piece of this is it's not only do you know what to fill out, but it's a lot of it, I think, is feeling peace about the decisions you make. 
and to mm-hmm. get there what kind of a you know what kind of a struggle is it to make those decisions and finally put on the you know on the screen that yes i want to do this or no i don't but you know and, and also how easy is it to make that decision because some people go through a lot of pain and a lot of agony to make a choice and but others like you said, if you had taken a class right before, it would have been a little bit maybe more fresh and you could have done that a little bit easier. So that's a great tip right there that I love. Do one mm-hmm. of these classes right before you retire just to get a refresher. I like that. Um, now, l- let, me, let me ask, did you find, did you get any help inside the government, outside the government to make some of these decisions to... Um, to really have these explained to you so that you can make them or was it just classes and that's all you did to prepare for that piece? Just the classes. Okay. All right. How helpful was HR in the process? Um, I am really not a fan of HR at all. Um, part, (laughs) part of the reason I retired was, um, uh, past injuries, and um, I ended up going an, an extra four months because I was not comfortable with where HR and workers' comp were in a couple of the cases I was trying to finish up. Gotcha. And um, HR was telling me one thing, and workers' comp was telling me another right. as far as benefits. And I, I called a timeout on my retirement, got uh, two of my three cases sewed up, and then, um, then, then I retired. Gotcha. So, so HR, um, I, I think the, the move to Albuquerque was the, the biggest mistake that the Forest Service um, right. made in, <laughs> in my career. And, uh, and really when I, when I had dealt with, um, our HR on the forest before it was very personal, very helpful, and they were experts. They knew what they were doing, knew mm-hmm. what they were talking about. And then the Albuquerque HR was just, um, really just a crapshoot who, who you ended up talking to or, um, getting emails from. Yeah. I cannot tell you how many times I've heard that exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yet we're we're going to stick with it and we're going to keep doing it is is the motto and yet yeah. um they they're just not listening. Yeah. So yeah, I hear HR all the time in my hear, environment. Yeah, I hear all the time from forest service employees, you mean I got to call Albuquerque seriously? Mm. <laughs> when we did like you said we did have someone to talk to who knew and now we you know, what I've heard is we have a bunch of generalists that may or may not know and may give you the right information. Actually, let me ask you this. Were you ever given the wrong information that you know of? Um, yes. Okay. Uh, I uh, was told that the um, overpayment, because I, I uh, kind of did a, a go back in my time and... Uh, and my TNAs and I resubmitted time as injury leave instead of the annual leave that I had taken before. Okay. And so 
I, I needed to pay that back, even though I got paid for the um, injury leave. I mean, it was, it was, you know, I, I got paid, but I needed to pay back what I had been paid originally. And um, I was told that it would be taken out of my future paychecks, which I was still receiving. Um, and I wouldn't have to worry about it. And it, it wasn't being taken out of my paychecks, even though I was still receiving quite a bit of pay. And then um, I, I called about it uh, and the guy says, oh, they're going to send you a letter. And I never got a letter. And then it, it, um, put a black mark on my credit for a couple of months. Then we oh, no. disputed it through credit karma and I'm right back to where I was before. Good. But kind of, it took some cut, wrangling the to guy get there. Said, well, right. I mean, it was a real, um, a real hitch that could have been avoided if the guy had looked up my case and went, Oh no, that was supposed to have been paid. And they weren't taking it out of your paycheck. You need to get a check to um, the National Finance Center or it's going to go to collections. You know, that's and, really interesting. Because I, I don't think I've heard that from a retiree before where, and I'm sure it's happened more than I know about, but I've never heard that because of how things got messed up, it even messed up my credit score. That's, mm -hmm. that's, yeah. that's an unintended consequence that you wouldn't ever think about, but actually can happen. That's, that's, I'm well, we really were, glad you shared that. We were, uh, my wife works at a, a bank and, mm -hmm. but not a, um, she works in the bank system. She doesn't work for uh, a specific bank. Okay. Um, but anyway, she, we were talking with, um, the bank about what we could do for, um, construction loan and they started looking up and tracking our, our credit and the, um, girl we're working with said, Hey, you guys just had a, a real, you know, big hit on your credit scores. What's going on? And we, we signed up with credit karma and we were able to track that through that, 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 um, the national finance center is what essentially, is what um, caused the credit hit. So, mm. credit karma. I have not heard of credit karma, but there is a mm. there's an um, unpaid advertisement right there. Yeah, for credit karma. Well, me, and and I we we got onto credit karma because my sister um, and her husband own a business, and it was something they were using to help track their stuff to make sure that something wasn't happening behind their back. And she said, sign up with credit karma. It's free. Just don't buy anything from them. Don't get any credit cards. Don't uh, do anything through credit karma. You don't have to, but the tracking of your um, credit is absolutely free. And I tell you what, it's been, I think that was a lifesaver because we were actually, we, we were able to dispute that um hit on our credit through credit karma mm. because i didn't i didn't authorize any opening of a uh, an account through the national finance center and that's basically what i put into the dispute and within uh two or three weeks it was taken off of the 
credit report. Wow. 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 What an interesting uh, situation to be in. Now, <laughs> every employee, as they prepare for retirement and way before, even when they're not preparing, typically, they hear rumors, although they, I don't know that they know that they're rumors. They hear rumors about how certain things work, their pension, their TSP, their Fegley, their um, their FEHB, et cetera, and how it all works, how just retirement overall works. Was there anything that you had heard that you can think of um, the, a saying that, you know, it, it works this way and you found out that that's not quite true. It works a different way. Um, no, I, I don't think so. Any, okay. uh, I, I've kind of, as everything's kind of, uh, been shaken out as time goes by, it's, it's so far, it's been, um, what I've expected. Um, I guess the first, my first, uh, interim check was actually a combination of two months worth. And so I had to look at it a couple of times to make sure it wasn't, um, one month worth. Uh-huh. Um, so it was bigger, it was a bigger check than I expected, but then I realized it was two months. Gotcha. So, okay. But S- as, as far as the TSP and the, um, paperwork and everything that, um, that's kind of been what I expected. Good. I'm glad to hear that. So that brings up another question there. Um, as you go through the process and you turn in your paperwork, you're supposed to receive an interim check. Uh, really, actually, let me uh, let me ask a few clarifying questions. You retired at the end of what? July is that right? Probably July. Yeah. July thirty yeah, first. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the first paycheck should have come in September at the beginning of September. When did your first paycheck actually come? Do you remember? At the beginning of October. October. So that's why yeah. it had the two months. That makes sense. Okay. So that there was a two month back. So there was 60 days. We've, we've, we've heard of people 90 days. I even talked to someone recently who had, it was 10 months and they still hadn't received their paycheck. So wow. I'm glad, <laughs> but there were extenuating circumstances in that one. There is, it was really difficult uh, to try to clear some things up. It sounds like does that person tried to retire before, like you, like you were trying to clear up things before you retired. I don't know that mm-hmm. this person did and, and it got messed up, but so I'm glad to hear at least, you know, two months later after retirement, you got an interim check. Now that interim check is typically between 40 to 60% of what you will receive once they finalize your pension. Can you give an mm-hmm. estimate of where yours came out to be? Do you know? Um, well, the, I want to say it's seven ninety two a month right now. Okay. And so, really, typically, it'll be you know when you when you fin when you get the pension check after it's finalized, it should be about double that. So, yep. we'll do you do you have a number a number when you get your final? Well, not your final, but when you get your final number, I guess when you get your full pension check, do you know what that should be? Well, um, from what I understand it, and that's before the 
um, healthcare is taken out. It's about uh, 1950. Okay, that's great then. Yeah, so they they took out a little bit more than 50% there. Okay. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. that's pretty typical. And I don't think people realize that. And I appreciate you sharing that with us because a lot of people, the interim pension check, yeah, it's going to be even less than we expect. And then, so I'd be interested even later on. And, you know, when do you get a, when do you get your paycheck, your full paycheck, uh, your pension check? Sorry. When do you get your full pension check? So that'll be interesting to see. So, so mm-hmm. far it's been five months and you haven't received it. That's pretty typical uh, at five months to have not received it. Um, and if you took care of everything, you know, it would be nice to have a little surprise here during the holiday season. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. Well, Around uh, January 1st. Yeah, maybe. Oh, look at that. Happy New Year. There you go. We just gave you a full pension check now. Wonderful. Good. Um, now during, so you retire, you have all of these, um, you know, you have your TSP, you have your FEHB. Um, no, I, don't, I, I didn't opt for the FEHB. Okay. Um, okay. We, we had um, purchased life insurance um, that ran out a couple years ago, and we're in the process of getting different life insurance policies now. Okay. kind of so- wish I had done the FEHB, but because we were already paying for the um, million dollar coverage on each other. Okay. Um, we opted not to, when I got my permanent. Gotcha. Okay. So that's, that's actually the Fegley that you're talking about there, the life insurance, correct? Oh, that's yes. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. All these acronyms. I know. Yes, federal so, employee health benefits. Yeah. FEHB. So easy to get these confused. <laughs> so you're talking about the life insurance and you decided not to do that, but when, mm. with an outside source on that. Right. Okay. Good. So, so I guess since we're on that subject, I wish I had done that. Um, okay. It was, it would have been one of those cheap things that would have lasted um, forever. Yeah, it can, but then it gets expensive. It gets really, really expensive after. Yeah. Actually, did you know, this is something that I don't think a lot of people know when you hit 60 years old, you're fegly one of the plans or one of the options there doubles in price and another one triples in price. Oh. <laughs> Did not know that. Yep. Yep. That happens. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it gets really, actually what they do is they try to price you out. So you drop it and, mm. and a lot of people do, but a lot of people don't at the same time, because that may be all that they can have. So, you know, I, I, I'm not saying Fegley is good or bad. It just, you know, you got to use it for what it is. So let's go back to FEHB, your health benefits. Okay. Yes. So with your health benefits, did you keep your health benefits? Yes, I did. Excellent. Very good. And um, I'm assuming is your wife on the health benefits as well? Yes, she is. Okay, good. Good. Yeah, that uh, that makes it so that, you know, they still continue to pay 70% of your premium and you get to keep that for the rest of your life. That's great. Now, um, if you're, if you're willing to share this, what about survivor benefits? What, what did you choose since you're married? Did you keep, did you do the survivor benefits at a 50% or 25% or did you not at all? Um, 50%. You did 50%. Good. Yeah. Okay. Very good. So if you were to pass away, 
then your wife would have 50% of your pension coming to her and she gets to keep her health insurance, the FEHB, which is great. Yeah. 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 Very good. Yeah. That's a, uh, that's uh, a lot of times can be a really, really good deal there to do that. Very good. Now, th- looking at, Looking back the five months that you've had as a retired federal employee is that you you mentioned one thing that you wish you had done earlier. Well, I guess right before you retire is go to another class to just get a refresher. Is there anything else that you're thinking of that you think, oh, man, I wish I would have done this? Um, well, definitely. Started saving earlier and gotcha. saving a lot more than we did um in the in our TSP okay uh, that that's <clears throat> it's grown well good um but it certainly could have been a lot bigger by the time um I retired and that was money that we never ever missed mm. when it was when it was being taken out of our check um it was we, we never missed it, and I, I'm sure we could have put in another $20, $50 per paycheck through my career um, and really grown that a lot bigger. I love that. Thank you, because I really don't think that a lot of people understand that just 25 or $50 a paycheck, again, like you said, you're not going to miss it. You're not going to hardly notice it, but it can make a big impact. And that's something that you wish you could do. I hope so many people get to hear you say that. Um, <laughs> really, I, I, I hear that all the time on the back end. You, you don't notice it on the front end when you're 25 years from retirement. You're thinking, oh, whatever. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. And actually, let me, that brings up another question. Um, how much, when did you start taking retirement from the federal government seriously and decide, you know what, I need to really start diving into this. How many years were you in your federal employment when you got to that point? Um, I was probably eight years into my permanent. So probably 12 years into my career. Okay. Um, so I was about 12 years from um, retirement. You were about halfway. And- yeah. When, when, I, when I really started paying more attention to it and really added more um, to my TSP, more, had more taken out. Okay. Excuse me, I had a little cough there. <clears throat> All right. So is, um, so you wish you had done it a little bit more, a little bit earlier. And I hope, yep, mo- I, go ahead. I didn't have any retirement class until um, I was about 10 years in. Mm. Um, and and then I started realizing oh, I don't have to do this forever. Mm. And it it could be a lot better. And so we started having more more money taken out. Um, I when I first uh, got my permanent with the Forest Service, it was more of a hurry up and get this paperwork done and in so that um, we can, you know, move on, get just, let's just get this done. There, there really wasn't, I really didn't have much explanation to it. Um, I didn't have a class um, for, for a long time. 
um, that described my pension or what sure. to expect from GSP, you know, really didn't have a lot of um, support there. And I wish I'd had that a lot earlier in my career because I re- really would have um, put more in. Sure. You know, that um, that goes right along with my thought overall. And I haven't said a lot about this, but because it ma- it makes total sense. I just wish it was a little different that as an employee, your employer being the federal government wants you to work. They want to get you in and get you going and working for them to produce results, whatever your results are there. They honestly, for the most part, really don't care much about your retirement. They've got the systems there. They've got it all running but they're not invested in making your retirement work well because you're not a re- you're not an employee at that point so they really don't right. care for the most part right <laughs> I, yeah. I i i'm brian i'm guessing that they're not calling you saying hey brian how's that retirement going hope you're loving your <laughs> pension check and i hope everything is well are they doing that at all you nailed it. They are definitely not calling to see how things are going. <laughs> no, they don't care. And nor should they though, right? I'm not saying that they should, but they really don't have a vested interest in giving you a great retirement and making sure that you're doing what is right for you. They just want to get you in, like you said, just kind of rush it, get you in, get you working, get you up and running and get you going to produce results. Totally yep. makes sense. And so really it's up to you, Brian, and up to every single federal employee to make sure that their retirement is best for them starting from the very beginning. And I don't think a lot of people understand that and have that kind of sinking in. Any thoughts yeah, on that? I, um, definitely. Um, I had a supervisor that told me for about three years, don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll put on a retirement class. And I'll tell you what you need to know. And um, season after season and come and go and you know everybody disappear into the woods and um, we never got that retirement class finally I um, got a hold of a guy um, who did free retirement classes and basically the exchange was he got our information and then bugged us for um, buying annuities sure um, but he he put on a really good class and that's when the light bulb came on that um, for me. And, mm. and so really, like you said, you have to be proactive and get lined out on your retirement for yourself. The, the government is not going to do it for you. You need to find a retirement class and, and take it and pay attention to it and keep doing it and track your TSP and up your contributions when you can. I mean, you, you, the government's not going to do it for you. You you really have to be proactive for yourself. Wow. I don't think that there's a better chunk of advice as we end that could be given than just exactly what you said. That was perfect. Well, Brian, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time and helping everyone learn from your experience. And I hope you do very, very well in retirement and enjoy being with your wife and enjoy being, it was with your parents. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. And, and, and other family. So Good. it just happened to be my parents are here. So excellent. I like that. 
Well, congratulations. Thank you very much for your time. Yeah, thank you, Kevin.